Hello everybody, this is Dan Woods from Early Adopter Research, and I'm here at the Commvault Go show in Nashville today. I'm going to talk with Patrick McGrath about Activate, a new direction for Commvault. It's a new product that allows people to get a different kind of value from the data that they have under management in Commvault, or to use the product to get more value out of data that is not being managed for, by Commvault. Uh, in case you don't know, Commvault is a backup and recovery company that's about 20 years old that is got a very wide and deep offering in the backup space. They've recently reorganized uh, their products into a much simpler format where they have a complete offering that does all of the backup recovery facilities. They have a orchestrate offering that is about moving data around, a hyperscale offering about storing large amounts of data, and then the activate offering, which is in interesting in that it can be purchased as a standalone product or it can be used with all the other products. Um, so first of all, I wanted to talk to Patrick about, you know, what is the rationale for creating Activate in the first place? Yeah, great. And first of all, thanks for having me on the show. This is uh, uh, fantastic. You know, um, I used to manage data center and storage teams and, and look a lot at infrastructure. And I have to admit that when I did that, I used to think about data as in blobs of data and, and moving those blobs around, uh, optimizing those blobs and trying to save money on those blobs where I could. But I think as we start taking a look at, uh, at Activate, the thing that's really exciting me about the, this direction from Commvault is what we're actually doing to sort of move from dealing with those abstract blobs of data into actually really dealing with, uh, with information and, uh, and, and applying those kinds of uh, uh, in, intelligence, uh, the, the workflows that we support and so on to really do something that actually is very, very outcome focused. So with Activate this year, uh, as, you, as you described, we, we kind of uh, repackaged much of the Commvault platform to make it a lot easier to buy and a lot easier to understand. And Commvault Activate actually has a number of different components uh, inside it. Um, the first sort of foundational component is, is the uh, Activate platform itself, which is really sort of abstracted from the Commvault data platform that, uh, that we, we had discussed today in our keynote. And what that allows us to do is to be able to do things like indexing data. As you mentioned, sourcing data from backups and archives that may already be under Commvault management, but also directing that sort of content indexing focus uh, from data sources that we currently don't manage. Well, let me stop you right yes. there, because what I'd like to do is, is kind of for people who aren't as familiar with the Commvault world to, to ease into how we get a description of what Activate is. Now, and I also want to talk about one specific use of Activate as the focus of what we're going to talk about okay. today in the podcast. Um, first of all, Commvault is a data management, data protection, you know, uh, backup and recovery uh -huh. company. And so Activate is now going to be used um, to help with data management use cases. Mm -hmm. And some of the first that are coming along are the idea of file optimization. Mm -hmm. uh, and that allows you to, you know, look at where all your files are, see what's duplicated, and then determine how you can make use of the storage you have better. Sure. That's a great application of this new way of looking at the data. 
But it's also a traditional asp, uh, you know, application. The other one is like the idea of s managing sensitive data, mm -hmm. finding where you know, personal information is stored, finding where it's stored that you might not know right, about, right. so you can comply with regulations. But today what I want to talk about is something a little bit different. And we'll get there. We're not going to talk about it right away. I want to kind of ease, ease into it. Sure. The idea is how can we get business signals from the backup repository or if not just from the backup repository, from mm -hmm. Activate itself. Because it's really interesting to me that a lot of the goals that we've been trying to achieve with other technologies, such as data warehouses or data lakes, now seem to be able to be create, we seem to, with a lot less work, be able to get to some of those results using an approach like Activate uses. So, Let's stop a little bit and now talk about what you were just about to get to, mm -hmm. which is how Activate works. So for the people who aren't familiar with Commvault, Commvault has two properties that are really important that make uh, it possible to reuse data, not just for backup and recovery purposes, but also for business purposes. And so I'm going to explain them, and I'd like you to then to expand on my explanation. Sure. The first is the four-dimensional index. Now, what this is, is it's a way of capturing metadata about the data that is protected. Now, that, the four-dimensional index allows you to collect not just a, a small amount of metadata, but huge amounts of metadata about the, the, where the data is stored, who has access to it, the, what other data it's related to. So the, the power of the, the four-dimensional index is that you get a hugely detailed view of all of the data that you have. The second thing is that Commvault abstracts the data from the storage mechanism. So you can have a way of accessing the data itself without having to parse away all of the different, you know, kind of storage details. And this is very useful for backup and recovery because it means that you can recover to different format than you restored, you know, from. And so that's really powerful. Now, this is a powerful foundation for using data in a new way. And so, first of all, let's talk about the, the rationale for Activate from the, the point of view of these two elements. Why, sure. why does this enable you to do new things besides just backup and recovery? So, great question. Um, you know, to, to elaborate a little on the 4D index itself so I can build my story picture here. Um, you know, we use effectively one index, and, and as you say, we've kind of got this idea of the 4D index. Um, Convolt Complete, which is our backup and recovery uh, offering, um, really uses that index to take a look at details about the files themselves. You know, what kind of files are they? What's their names? Where are they stored? Um, you know, uh, what kind of controls do they have placed on them? So they're really, it's information about those files. But with Activate, we actually build on with another few dimensions on top of that. The first dimension that we really take a look at there is what's the content of the file. Um, that's really important so that we can actually start doing the next piece, which is, is there information about the file that we can use for other purposes? And this is really where we get into entity extraction and classification so that we can actually start defining classes of data that we can treat differently. And then the last component of the 4D index is really one where we're leveraging a lot of uh, uh, AI-type technologies, including machine learning, NLP, and so on. And we're really kind of using those types of tools to enrich 
uh, that, that, that information, that classification about the data so we can do some really interesting things. Uh, we can make the information about the data itself, about the files themselves, much more accurate so that we can really extend that to uh, automation use cases and so on. So if we take a look at the two use cases that you talked about, the file optimization, when I was managing storage teams, the primary drive for optimization was always, hey, we need to cut costs. So our way of cutting costs is to uh, you know, cut down on the volume of the data that we're managing. But really, when you take a look at it, IT folks classed as data processors are dealing with this data all the time. And in fact, most of the time, they're dealing with it as an abstract blob of data. Um, to actually make good decisions about what data should be kept, uh, what its performance characteristics should be, how it should be architected, what implication does that have on availability, um, you know, you actually kind of need to know and have a lot more information about the files themselves and their contents to actually start making good decisions and sharing those decisions with the, the data controllers, those within the organization that can really make policy-based decisions. So a... Uh, and an example of this might be you have a bunch of, uh, of data uh, in your file storage system. You find out, oh, there's a bunch of duplicated data that, that's, and this, of these other copies exactly. aren't being accessed. Yeah. Okay, we can we don't have to have those around. Right. Or we might have different tiers of data where we have data that's accessed a lot, data that's accessed less, and data that's hardly accessed at all, and you can now move those into the appropriate exactly tier that. with the appropriate cost. I think exactly, and I think a lot of that information can actually be determined based on the very basic metadata that, for example, Convault Complete um, would capture for us. But imagine your IT organization coming to you, and this is a, a, a not so hypothetical situation, and saying, you know, we want to save $2 million a year by putting in a two-year policy on all your emails. And all your email storage, anything over two years, we want to ditch. So this is a real situation uh, that uh, was, was taken on in a, in a large energy company. And that was all very fine and good until they got to the legal and tax departments. And those folks said, hang on a second, let me get this right. You want to save $2 million, but you want to open up the possibility of a $20, million, a $20 billion compliance uh, and legal exposure based on getting rid of the wrong stuff. So what we often find with unstructured data especially, and unstructured data is the vast bulk of data that's under management, is we find that people often lump valuable or sensitive information with stuff that's not so valuable and sensitive. Well, that's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about mostly, and that is, if you look at the, 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 the Commvault um, uh, way of using Activate, you have two um, ways that Activate can be used. One is that Activate can be used with the Commvault backup system. And in that case, you actually have access to the data itself. Uh, or you can use Commvault, you can activate on its own, mm -hmm. and in which case you have access to the metadata. The, during the crawl, the activate system may have read some of that data, right, right. But, but when you are actually using it as an application, you only have access to the metadata index. Now, what I'm interested in is, what's the difference in terms of your ability to extract business signals between those two ways of using uh, Activate? So what I would say is, uh, and, the, and the way that we typically take a look at it is, you know, if a customer is using Commvault 
um, complete backup and recovery on a section of their data. Say they were just taking a look at file servers. They will have a whole bunch of that basic metadata, the, the technical metadata associated with that file already in the index. Um, to really understand what's in there, that data has to be content indexed. In other words, we have to go through and actually be able to understand the, the, what's really in those files. But if we're dealing with an organization that, for example, may use us for backup uh, on their servers, but they may not be using us for backup on their endpoints, we've actually got the ability to do the crawl, to do the indexing, and to do the content indexing um, uh, from those unmanaged data sources. And we, we're finding that uh, we've got a number of companies that sort of naturally assume that they have to have our backup software to access the, the abilities of Activate. But more and more we're starting to talk with companies, particularly with issues like GDPR that have come up, where they say, look, we know you guys um, are not managing uh, backups for our endpoints at the moment, but endpoints are a significant threat vector for us. Let's go ahead and actually do some representative analysis on our endpoint section. We'll, we'll, we'll provide you with some sample data for that, and let's just see what we kind of end up with. Now, but, but from an analysis point of view, there's sometimes I'm going to want to extract um, a, a signal, mm -hmm. and I'm going to need to actually access that data itself to do an NLP analysis or uh, uh, some other type of statistical or machine learning algorithm. Mm -hmm. Is there a difference between my ability to do that when I'm using Activate in a standalone way and when I'm using Activate with Commvault Complete? Uh, you know, once you kind of get past the, the data sourcing question of, you know, where do I want to apply these, uh, these analytics, um, you know, you've got the ability to actually start building in uh, additional dimensions, if you like, into um, your indexing so you could re-index it. So the, the, the typical workflow for Activate would be, you know, um, define what kind of entities I want to start with, put those entities into a data classification plan, define what my data universe looks like, and that data universe could comprise the backed up data as, as well as live data, if you like. And then let me run my analytics and it'll run through the search. It'll actually do all of the entity extraction and classification from that point. Now at any stage, you could decide to add additional entities that you're trying to look for. And some of those entities obviously could be powered by uh, you know, regular expressions or AI or, or leveraging APIs. But you've got the ability to reapply content indexing, which will sort of invoke um, so, you're, so you're saying that during the content indexing, you can pretty much apply an arbitrary set of, of analysis techniques. You don't have to, the, the, so that if I have Commvault complete, uh, it's, it's, you may have, have the data already there, and so the crawling of that and indexing it might be a little easier because you don't have to go to the source. But if you're using it on a standalone level, then you have to go to the source and then, and then access the data there. Right, well I think you know, part of it is, is at, at what level are you taking a look at it. So if we've got data that's already in our, in our virtual platform as the result of an archive or a copy, there's a bunch of interesting things that we can do with it. But we've effectively got you know, the, the, the digital asset and its full text indexing. When we actually do indexing for uh, data that is on a live device, 
we're not actually collecting the, the raw files and putting them into a repository. What we're doing is taking the full index, the, the full text search, if you like, of that asset and putting it into our index. So from a collection perspective, we're not actually doing uh, anything in terms of keeping a copy of the... But, but you're scanning the entire but you're data. you're scanning the... In, yeah, exactly. You're, you're and, scanning the data, applying what other algorithms you want. Right and then you, 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 the data doesn't get stored. Absolutely. The difference so, is that yeah. in the Conval Complete, you, you may be scanning actually the backed up copy, right. not necessarily. So the, so the impact on the environment might be a little less. And then also you have, you can rescan as many times as you want without any yeah, operational think, impact. Exactly, and I think that there's, there's also those implications of uh, you know, what devices are actually online, right? So we know with endpoints, for example, which has always been, um, a real challenge with analytics on endpoints that um, you know there, there may not actually be a network connection to those endpoints at a given time and so the best way to figure out what's on those endpoints is to actually take a look at a, a recent copy um, and I experienced that when I was managing data breach response uh, with a stolen laptop and so because we'd actually backed up the data it was very easy for us to run analytics uh, and determine that indeed there was there was sensitive data on that. So it seems like that with this process, either with comp, using with Commvault Complete or not, you have essentially what many people have been looking for from the idea of a data lake. You have access to this large amount of repository. You have access to the, the ability to apply different algorithms and to extract different entities from it. And then you have the ability to use those. So what does it look like from a developer point of view uh, when you are looking now at Activate as a way of using the, the, the ability to collect all these signals and now you're going to start um, using those signals you know, to create an analytics application or an app, another application. What does the developer see? What, what can the developer do? So we have a, a, an inbuilt toolkit um, with Activate so far and we've exposed some of that um, as, uh, as usable tools right now. So we can actually create uh, those workflows and so on um, using, using that tool set. I think if we're actually taking a look at scenarios where uh, we're building in a lot of customized um, uh, analytics. So for example, if we had documents that had embedded pictures in them, we might do full text search as the first content in indexing, but we may not have run uh, you know, a, a deep learning algorithm on it to actually understand what's in the pictures that may be uh, embedded in those documents, right? So that would require a second pass. So for those sorts of scenarios, we're actually sort of working with our development, development team so that we've got the ability to actually start ex extending uh, the platform much further to those sort of development scenarios. But, but as a developer, I have access to the four-dimensional index, mm -hmm. Uh, if I've got Commvault complete there, mm -hmm. I have access to the data itself. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, as the developer, I am going to be adding those entity extraction, those advanced algorithms that may get used during the crawl. Yeah. And then once I have all that back, I then now have that in a, in a repository the, the four-dimensional index that becomes the foundation for exactly, my application. Exactly, Dan, and we've got a really good example of that at the moment. You know, with uh, LucidWorks, for example, we're actually doing a lot of joint development of, of the AI um, within the Commvault platform. But we've got a great example of, of the approach that we want to take with our ecosystem with a company called Brainspace. 
and they've actually created some beautiful sort of uh, augmented intelligence, human augmented intelligence um, uh, methodologies combined with some beautiful uh, visual, data visualizations that actually support the early parts of the e-discovery cycle. So the way that we typically deal with that situation is we use a, a compliance search view effectively to create a set of data. So out of a 20 million email set, you may actually say, right, well, I wanted to take a look at refining down to a set of maybe 2 million um, emails. From that list of 2 million emails, we can use our tools to be able to create that set. And that set is passed across to Brainspace through APIs that actually access that set through, um, uh, through that sort of uh, uh, integration configuration. They pick up the data, they do their magic inside Brainspace, and it's a really impressive um, uh, system to take a look at. Once they've actually kind of gone through and they've created their discovery sets, they've used their algorithms, they've taken a look at social graphing and all sorts of interesting techniques, they're actually tagging up um, the, the content uh, in that location, and then we, we send that back to Commvault to further enrich the 4D index from that point. So that's sort of an example where we are using the APIs at the moment to actually start moving uh, data between environments to enrich that data, pull that data back, and we can use that data for other operations inside Commvault. I see. So the idea is that it's a two-way street. You can you know, use the advanced technology of Brainspace, Lucidworks, whatever, to extract and, 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 and learn from the index. You can then do things inside that advanced technology to get more signal and then you can store that signal back absolutely. into the uh, 4D index. That's absolutely correct. And so the, the concept there is to be able to really kind of create an intelligence hub um, around your data. And of course, that intelligence is going to be really kind of relative to the, the special use cases that you're applying. And, and so that, in effect, is the, um, is the, the, that's the way that these business events, these signals get stored. They get stored inside uh, the 4D index, and that becomes the essentially the, the, the master repository Absolutely. of all this. And then that can be moved to wherever it needs to Absolutely. be moved to do whatever you Absolutely. want to do. And we'll be using other kinds of signals too, like, you know, uh, for, for elements that are frequently searched or frequently accessed. We use those kind of usage signals, maybe not the, uh, the signals derived from the, from the asset itself, but maybe about the usage of that data back to actually help do things like refine relevancy and so on uh, with the data um, gathered from the rest of the organization. Now, what is motivating the partnerships that you're developing? You know, why are you working with Lucidworks, with Brainspace? You know, wh what, is the, what is in it for them and what is in it for you? At Commvault. Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, certainly what's in it for us is, um, you know, we gain access to new use cases, new conversations, uh, new uh, personae, if you like, inside an organization. We can have discussions about the use of the data that we've never really had before because often we kind of get pigeonholed into a backup recovery type of discussion. That doesn't really mean a lot to um, somebody who's actually trying to upgrade their customer experience program, for example. So if you take a look at it from Eric's perspective, it opens the doors to a lot of additional applications for the data that we're managing. If you were to take a look at it from a Lucidworks or a Brainspace perspective, 
you know, the, the data environments themselves are heterogeneous, a lot of different file formats, a lot of different data sources that have proprietary APIs and so on and so on. We actually provide a way where we can provide huge amounts of data. If, we, if we're talking about from the backup recovery pedigree, we've got huge amounts of data that we've already gathered for, for a process that an organization should be doing anyway, which is protecting, safeguarding their data. So if we've already got a huge amount of that information, we can augment it with different types of analyses from, from data that's not held within those sort of data protection strategies. That's a great source of, of data that can be used uh, with great breadth that can be used for a lot of these sort of new um, sort of value-driven discussions um, of, of getting value out of the data for an organization. So all these products that use, that are based on AI or ML al algorithms can work much better because they have the fuel that they need uh, much e more easily accessed. Uh, yeah, and the, and the fuel's a really interesting thing, right? So if you were starting to say, you know, the second use case that you were talking about is the sensitive data side, right? Um, if you take a look at GDPR and you take a look at you know, the, the, the proliferation of those kind of data privacy regulations, when you actually start taking a look at what is defined as personal data and where in my organization that could be, it's all over the place. So maybe not credit card information, which hopefully is siloed in a particular area, but when you start talking about uh, you know, information about people, our organizations are tuned to be dealing with people. So you're going to have stuff in your marketing area, your sales area. Finance could be a, a location that you've got information about partners um, and, and billing and all those kinds of things. You've got information that's on laptops. You've got information that's in SaaS systems for CRM, um, for HR systems. This personal data is all over the place. So if you're taking a look at a use case like that where your, your threat is so broad, then, of course, you need really broad access to the data. You need to be able to figure out where those pockets are. You need to be able to take action on them proactively um, to, to, to try and ensure that the, the, the bad side of the risk doesn't happen. But you also need to be able to take action on those elements fairly quickly, which means you need to know what you're looking for. You need to know where it is. You need to know who owns that so that decisions can get made. So that's sort of an example where the breadth of the data and, and the nature of the data itself, the formats uh, and so on, the, the, the context in which that data is used is absolutely critical to actually drive these compliance, efficiency, or business value discussions further. How will you know when Activate has succeeded? Because it seems to me right now, Commvault is well known for backup and recovery. And um, it seems to me a theoretical goal right now that people will actually buy Activate first. I've talked to some people who said that there have been deals where people have first been interested in Activate, yep. first bought it, and then shortly after ended up getting more of the traditional uh, Commvault products. Mm -hmm. um, how does this go from theory to actually being, you know, a uh, real. a real a yeah. real you know life uh, uh, victory where Activate is not just hopefully a standalone product, but is really a standalone product. What are the signs that that will have been achieved? You know, the, the obvious metric is adoption, right? Um, obviously, we, we've got an interest in, in exposing um, existing customers to it so that they can really extend the use of their current um, investments in Commvault. But I think, as you say, there are a number of customers that are really interested in it um, based on short-term, high-priority um, uh, initiatives 
that they have. Um, we're finding that um, there are competing products that are on the market that are actually quite specialized in their use case. And once that, that, that itch is scratched for the short-term value that they're looking for, people actually have a desire to start saying, hey, you know, we could actually be doing this other operation with this kind of broad access to the data. So we've seen some of that in terms of customers already that have, have taken a look at Activate before a cloud migration to try and clean up their data so that they're not actually adopting huge costs or as many of the huge costs as they're taking a look at cloud. They're, they're taking a look at hardware upgrade avoidance so that they can use that those savings to fuel extra st strategic costs. And you know, I think one of the things that, that we will be doing a lot more over the next year is to talk to a lot of our customers to actually talk through this progression of you know, short-term uh, wins, whether they be in the sort of efficiencies or risk and compliance space to actually start moving in and, and seeing where else they could apply these, uh, uh, these kinds of tools. But uh, again, I think the, the idea of being able to leverage the breadth of data they can be leveraging, as you said, it's, this index is almost like having a pre-built data lake. Um, and you know, we've, we've also talked to customers that have basically said, look, you know, we're not, we're not re backup recovery customers, but we're trying to find ways where we can actually shortcut our initial proof to value uh, projects for our, our data science projects. And you know, one of the big challenges that I think we often see with those kinds of projects is companies that have actually gone through extensive processes to extract information from all over their organizations, putting that in, piping that information into a data lake, putting a search technology on top of it to actually start discovering what they have and assess the quality of it, they've actually lost a lot of the information governance and controls and context by putting that information into a data lake. We've got the ability to apply many of those same uh, value props effectively to in-place data discovery. And I think, so there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of those use cases that I think are really kind of driving people to actually start taking a look at something that has such a broad uh, access to the data. Well, Patrick, this has been a really fun conversation. I think I understand Activate quite a bit better than I did at the beginning, and I hope other people that listen to this uh, uh, understand it uh, in a better way as well. Thank you very much, Dan. I appreciate it.